Amon, thank you for uh, taking the time to, to speak with me today. I'm looking forward to answering all your questions. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Uh, normally how we, we do these calls is you can tell me a little bit about, um, you know, your business and your plans and what you're doing. And uh, I'll happy to give you uh, advice going from there. First question though is what, where are you calling from today? So I'm calling you from New Delhi, India. Oh, India. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I guess can you tell me a little bit about your, uh, your business? Sure. So my business, I sell products online e-commerce business and the model is drop shipping so that means the products are shipped directly from china to the customers living in the united states or united kingdom or any other countries and in china the products may be warehoused in the third party logistics company that handles shipping procurement everything or they can go like when an order comes they can go to the factory or supplier and then they can buy that single piece of unit and then okay. they can ship so what, what kind of what i'm very familiar with drop shipping um where, where what kind of products are you selling just curious i am into the beauty niche beauty niche so, creams yeah, so makeups so, oh you have a brand cool yeah like i'm starting a brand it's it has been running since last six seven months approximately and yeah awesome and you're doing drop shipping so you're probably using like shopify i imagine something like that yes yes the platform is shopify okay cool hmm. um yeah that's great you have uh, i guess you said you had a, a couple of questions written down right yes i do i do have so you know the the biggest question that i have in my mind is about the taxes being a non-resident, I don't understand the taxes that I'll be uh, liable to pay there. And uh, so like what I've learned from the research is that Wyoming and Delaware are the two states which are good for forming a company. And it's the LLC format, which would be good single member LLC for non-resident aliens. I want to understand that how will my business be taxed in the USA? Okay, great question. So there's a lot of different, there's different kinds of taxes. There's a lot of different taxes, but really what applies to your business is uh, income taxes and then sales taxes. So first mm -hmm. income taxes are easy. If you have an LLC and you're the only mm -hmm. member, there's some mm -hmm. informational forms you have to file, but um, LLCs, they don't exist for um, tax purposes. It's just like you're doing business out of your, your own wallet. And since you really aren't doing anything in the United States. You don't have an office or employees and you're not there servicing clients. You don't, you don't have any income affected, effectively connected with that, um, with the United mm -hmm. States. So you, you wouldn't have to pay any income taxes in the United States. Yeah, James, actually like based on my research, I have been also reading the same thing that there are three concepts. One is U.S. source income. Second is it should be effectively connected to a, a U.S. trade or business. And another is a treaty thing. I have been reading all this, but and the conclusion, like many people say that uh, you don't have to pay any income tax over there. Uh, the state tax is already nil with Wyoming or Delaware and the federal tax also becomes nil because of that. But yeah, some it's, people also say. Yeah, what do they say? Some people also say that it depends upon the treaty conditions, section five, section seven, and uh, like there are actually various answers. 
would it be possible for you like obviously like you are you are into this business since long but it would would it be possible for you to guide me through the sections which uh, of the code uh, which can confirm this reason being second reason being i do have a company here in india as well uh, it's like just like you have corporation i have a private yeah. limited company here so i also have a accountant here and maybe i like whatever is beneficial for me i may be owning the us llc under my name or it may be under my company's name so i have to see that so the reason for asking sections is again i'll be able to show those show those sections to the indian chartered accountant as well okay so let me share my screen um i wrote a memo on this a while back i was sharing it with people and i have a video about it um yes. but i stopped because I it's kind of like it's kind of like legal advice but these are the sections really um this is all the stuff i've been saying so residency who's subject to taxation so um, there's a tax on U.S. residents. You're not a U.S. resident. You're not a green card holder. Um, mm -hmm. And then C supporting. So 865 non-resident for purposes of resident is are these people. So um, a non-resident alien that has a tax home. You don't a corporation, trust, or estate. It's not you. True. Or or a citizen. As those that's who's a resident, and that's who has to pay. Who's subject to U.S. taxation. So you don't fall under these criteria as a non-resident or who has no, who has no business there. So, so non-resident means any person other than a resident. And because a taxpayer in this example, he's not, a, you're not a resident. Yeah. So, um, that's fine. Okay. So how LLCs are taxed LLCs depends on whether it's one member or multiple members, or if it's made a tax election by default the LLC is a sole proprietorship a partnership let's see if i have sections here um for this like actual um well so llc's are also um so we have the federal government and then we have the 50 states and the llc's mm -hmm. are formed in the states and they just uh like they just don't exist for tax purposes um okay oh yeah here it says it here this is i don't know why i didn't put the code but this is definitely like a code citation Mm -hmm. It has one member or multiple members or made an election. It's taxes either sole proprietorship or disregarded entity for a single member or partnership. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're not a resident, then you don't pay taxes. On the, and now here's the other part, the source of income. And yes. the source of income is, this is where we're going to, code, eight, code section 864, Generally, in case we're not as an alien, not engaged in a trade or business in the United States, no income gain or loss should be treated as effectively connected with the conduct of trade or business in the United States. Like, if you think about it practically, you're you're um, an Indian person who's doing business in India. Why why would the U.S. have rights to tax you? You don't even do anything in the U.S. except sell stuff to people here, and that's where you have to pay um say like sales taxes. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, like it looks easy, but. Uh... I don't well, I, I have a lot of uh, like people that I used to work with that like people like at regular accountants who just do tax returns for U.S. people. Like I only I don't work almost exclusively with non-residents at this point. So yeah, um, there's so I've like come through this a lot, and there's case law which I haven't referenced either, but there's a lot of case law that that supports this as well. Mm -hmm. um, there's yeah, there's I, I've just gone through it a lot, so. But you think it, just think about it practically as well. Like even if the U.S. decides that that you owe them money, like there's no way for them ever to collect or find you or get this money from you. The U.S. Um, government already, 
knows about billions of dollars of delinquent taxes that they already know about that they can't collect. So they're, they're mm -hmm. focused their energy on that first. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There's more code here about having a fixed place of business. Like if you have an office here or if you have mm -hmm. deliver services here or if you're storing mm -hmm. inventory here or if you're getting dividends from people paying here, like mm -hmm. there's different things there. No, but it's really, There is nothing like that in this business. There's nothing like that in business. Yeah, exactly. So I'll stop share. So, I mean, that's, that's some stuff right there for you, but um, that's, uh, that's, that's really, okay. that's really straightforward, okay. I think kind of. Yeah. So one thing is clear. There are no taxes for this dropshipping model. Okay. One more question. Uh, I was online on Quora. I was reading some answer from a CPA. He has many articles. He has many answers there. In one of the answers, he has mentioned that there is a concept of self-created inventory and uh, third-party inventory. So the self-created inventory as per him is that in which I have worked with the manufacturer to create it. And he said that tax law, like taxation for non-resident changes in that case. So when I sell third-party inventory, yes, there is US source income. Uh, I sell to people in US. So it is effectively connected without having any office, but uh, because it is a third, because there's a tax treaty between, uh, uh, between the countries. So, and there is no permanent establishment, which is the biggest thing. So that's why uh, it's not there. Uh, the taxes so are not there. Tax is there treaty, concept like that? So tax treaties apply to like, uh, for, so you can apply a tax treaty to go against the rules. So if there, if there was something you were doing that was causing you to be taxed in the U S a tax, you could use a tax treaty to overrule a regular tax law. So that's like uh, the concept of the treaties, the treaties is, so I use treaties for like reduced withholding rates. That's the most common treaty tools when you're getting dividends and you're from a treaty country, um, you can reduce the withholding on the dividends. That's the, the most common treaty tool, but I also use treaty positions for residency to determine where someone is a resident, mm -hmm. but, the treaties are pretty clear in so far as if the the company or the country where where the you're doing business has the right to tax you all the treaties say that there's no the treaties aren't going to say something contrary to that so if you're if you're doing business and earning deriving it's, it's usually worded like deriving income from a, a a country that's the country you would pay taxes to but um it's it's my it's my position and again it's all it's all a position it's my position that um, if you're operating at all, just selling to people here, you're not, um, doing business here. The, the one thing that might change in the future is, uh, a lot of people using Amazon fulfillment. And as I understand it right now, that's not, that doesn't like, if you use a fulfillment center, that isn't you, if you don't store your inventory here and you use a fulfillment center, you're okay for now. It's still, it's like, you're not, you still don't have presence here, but mm -hmm. I think that might change in the future. I don't know. Oh. Possibly. I don't know. Uh. Okay. So, uh, okay. One more thing. I will be selling to any state from where the order comes. So it can be California. It can be anything. Yeah. Will I have to pay any sales tax? Sales tax nexus is determined and nexus means like, uh, if you have presence, so sales tax nexus is determined in two ways. Generally there's physical nexus. And that's if you're storing inventory in the state, you would have to file sales taxes in that state, regardless of your level of sales and then economic nexus. And that goes to how, how much you're selling. And that's a new law since 2017, uh, Wayfair mm. versus North Dakota, Wayfair. I believe. 
Yeah, the Wayfair yes. rule. So basically, all the states kind of adopt the same laws. Once it passes through the courts, all the other states are going to adopt similar rulings. So most states that impose sales tax um, mm -hmm. make you require you to start registering after you have 200 sales in the state, 200 individual purchases like sales or $100,000 of sales. And that, then you'd have to register and start um, collecting sales tax and then remitting it. So it shouldn't cost your business any more money to collect and remit sales taxes because you should charge the people buying from you. It's just an, an administrative burden. That's really what it is because you have to register and file and make payments to all of those states. Yes, make so obviously it will eat some profits. Right. No, it won't. Eat, the only it just causes more administrative burden. It shouldn't eat profits because you should be charging the clients the sales tax. Oh, okay, okay. In the I in the U.S. in the U.S. it's normal to pay sales. I'm not mad if I buy something and they charge me sales tax. I'm mm -hmm. not going to say, oh no, I'm not buying it now. It's not it's not a thing. It's it's pretty normal to okay. pay sales tax. Yeah, generally businesses incorporate the sales tax and the product pricing only. So it's if something is for, for uh, 44195, it's sales tax included, everything like that. Uh, okay, if you want to do it, that it's, I mean, if you ch decide that there's integrations on Shopify where you can, uh, there's different uh, plugins that you can use to mm -hmm. um, track that because it's based on shipping destinations, based on where you're shipping the items. Okay, uh, so this law, the sales tax law is not yet into uh, existence, but it yes, is. it may come. It is. The sales tax is a law now. Like before, internet businesses weren't paying sales taxes. Now, internet businesses have to pay sales taxes. Basically, is the new, and that happened. That's oh, been going so, on for a year and a half. Oh, so the concept which you were saying that when you have more than two hundred sales in any state, you have to register for the sales tax. It is in existence now. That's that yeah, that's current law now. Yeah. That means when I'll get the LLC, I'll have to report back the sales tax as well in the forms 5472 or whatever it is. No. So that's, those are different. That's income tax is the 5472 and the sales taxes are with the states. The 5472 is with the U.S. government. That's the, basically the only form you send the IRS, the federal government. Okay. Mm -hmm. the, state, the state governments want their money too because you're selling to the people that live in their state. That's why if you pass the next thresholds, you have to register in each state. And it's real. that's why I said it's really administratively annoying. The main oh. states like, like New York and there's software. It's like tax jar is really good. You can plug that in. I think tax jar has a plugin. So they manage a lot of the registrations for you, but it's more you have to do. But again, it's not, you still don't pay taxes here and you still get access to sell to the whole entire U S market. Hmm, right. Yes. Okay. Uh, one thing, yeah. uh, James, will I need to have any CPA uh, with me when I'm conducting this business in the United States for all these sales tax and these purposes? Or will it be a one-time job for a CPA to file that 5472? Reason being, uh, I saw one of your videos where you were showing how to fill this form. And yeah. over there, uh, you mentioned that uh, you have to enter all the revenues, all the expenses, all the profits. So to compute all those, no, you don't. There was one video where uh, I report the final for final numbers. Okay, we'll share that video if it's if it's and I'll check it out and I'll, if it's if I'm saying like wrong information, I'll take it down. There's I I, I, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. Is there any is there any form where we have to uh, fill in all the expenses and revenues and submit it to the government? That's if you have a corporation. Um, oh. Then you then the corporation has to pay taxes in the U.S. The fifty four seventy two form is different 
and I probably I talk really fast a lot, and sometimes I get on tangents. I I I get I jump around topics. So some of my videos, I'm sure, especially the earlier ones, can be a little bit harder to follow. But uh, the, the, that's the difference. So if you have a, a, a an LLC, a, a corporation or an LLC taxed as a corporation, that's like a U.S. person. It's a it pays tax in the U.S. You report all the income, expenses, the balance sheet, all that stuff. If you have a partnership with foreign par or an LLC with more than one member, there's ways to report that so you don't have to report that information either. So you don't have to report the profit and loss if, if you have no like uh, activity in the US. And for you, for an LLC with one mm -hmm. member, the form 5472 is also a new law since 2017, I believe. And that, and mm -hmm. that's, that form 5472 used to be only for corporations, but they, the law changed it so it applied to single member LLCs. And on this form, you only report the transactions between the LLC and the owner of the LLC or the LLC and uh, other companies owned by the owner of the LLC. Okay. Okay. One more thing that comes from it is in Wyoming, I have to file an annual report and yeah. in Delaware, I don't have to file an annual report and in both the states. You have to file in both states. states. What annual report is in both states. The annual report is just a filing to renew your company to keep it legally open. You have to pay the state every year to have a, a legally open company. Yes. Um, uh, is there any uh, such form or report that I have to file with either Wyoming or Delaware where I have to mention uh, these are the expenses I did in whole year. These are the revenues I did in whole year. No. So that means I don't need any accounting as well, right? There is I mean, no need for any accounting. You should you should do accounting anyways for your business to know how your business is operating. And mm -hmm. technically okay. the law that passed for the 5472 says it requires you to keep track of your accounting. It says that in the law that I've never seen it happen. I've never seen the IRS request accounting records, but technically the in the law it says that you um mm -hmm. you need to keep um book content contemporaneous books and records and but for most clients that are running pretty simple operations, I just say that if you ever get a request, you can just get it all done in like a couple of days. So okay. if you don't want to keep accounting, you'll be okay without it. But you just need to know the transactions for yourself and the company every year. Yes, it helps. So I think these online websites like QuickBooks and Zero, these might help in automating that because all the work is digital. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, if you want to do it and you want to keep track, those are... Uh, I use QuickBooks online. I think it's pretty cool. I should probably get an affiliate link and plug it more, but I don't have one. And, uh, but I use QuickBooks online. Uh, if you really have a simple business and you don't even want to worry about it, just use Excel and download your bank statements in Excel format and just sort the Excel document and, um, you know, go through it like that. True. Uh, much easier. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. One more thing. Like in this dropshipping business, what happens is, under this LLC, there will be many websites, say two or more. So for example, uh, today I have one brand tomorrow. I open another. So I have two websites. Both these websites have different names, but yes, in the about section or when the customer makes a payment, they get to see uh, the ABC LLC, which I incorporate its name there. Does that create any problem? Because no. all the money now I can upgrade easily. Cool. Uh, one thing now you have clarified all the game for the taxation in the USA. I want Good. to understand. I want to understand how will I bring that money to India or how can I use like all the profits which I've earned over there? How can I use that money? So how are you, what are you doing right now? Like where's your money? Where are your sales going? So now what happens is PayPal India 
is what uh, that is charging the people so money comes through paypal india to my indian bank account and that paypal and paypal india is responsible for converting usd to inr okay so they charge a fee and that fee is a lot it eats my profits but yes that happens well i mean what what i recommend what i do with most of my clients most of my clients are in latin america so it's a little bit closer and easier access to come to miami you know it's like a $200 plane flight when I'm sure from India, it's a lot more work and you might need visas and stuff, but, yes. um, you know, you to you to have a U.S. bank account, you actually have to come to the U S basically to open a U.S. bank account. There's some banks like you can use mercury bank. And if you have a, uh, if you want us PayPal, there's ways to get us PayPal without coming here. And then you can just keep your money in USD request a PayPal debit card. Um, use an online bank account and get a debit card from that bank account. So basically you can keep your money in us dollars and, uh, and just use it when you need it. Cause the dollar is actually super strong right now. So, um, and that's a lot of people like to do that. Uh, and it's, it's a little bit easier for like returns and stuff. PayPal kind of sucks. It's good because everyone uses it, but it sucks because they're really, they're super like customer friendly. So if there's a dispute, they always side with the customer, but in any case, I'm just going off. It's a, there's different ways to do that. Um, right now, it looks like you only have one option because you're selling on PayPal India and you have it going to your US bank account. That seems like the option that you have to deal with. If you can request that PayPal debit card and leave mm -hmm. it in US dollars in your Indian account, that would be cool. And then No, they don't have that feature. They don't have that feature. Even like in US, uh, you can hold the PayPal balance for a few days, but here the RBI, Reserve Bank of India, the main govern governing body, that has a rule that these PayPal companies, companies like PayPal and Stripe, all these can hold the money only for one single day, not more than that. So they are like, it's must for them to uh, uh, deposit that money in the concerned bank account. So yeah, I've heard about Mercury and other similar banks and I'll be getting a bank account with them because they, they can easily open with a passport. Yeah. But other banks like Chase or Citibank, they need me to come there. Yeah. Not right exactly now, right. but yeah, maybe one year down the line. Are these Mercury banks and Relay FI banks, are these safe? Um, I mean, like TransferWise is not a bank, but it's a place where you can hold your money. Uh, Mercury mm -hmm. Bank is, I think it's an FDIC insured bank. They seem pretty legit to me. I have a couple of accounts with them. I don't really use them day to day, but I have accounts with them. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and if I think that's the, the idea is they're there to serve people like yourself. They say startups, but yeah. an online bank is that opens accounts for people in other countries with just passports is a little bit um i think that's like kind of like what they're trying to do really which makes sense because it's an underserved market um in any case um yeah it's, it's it could be a good option you should try it out i mean there's no harm in trying it's not you don't have to pay to open an account you know, why not yes you know just open an account and I, like i open a bunch of accounts i don't even put money on one just like have them just to see so i, don't know, I would definitely try it out um right Transfer-wise okay. is cool too. Then you can sell like getting a PayPal, a US PayPal account is also possible, but you need, you might need a, um, like it's easier if you have a corporation and you might need an I-10 if you're doing it personally, because a lot of times they, they request that information. Oh yes. Uh, yes. So I-10 is necessary for getting Stripe and PayPal properly in operation, right? In the US it's, so they, I think they let you open accounts without it, but very, very often they require mm -hmm. you to provide that before continuing this, like yes. they might let you use it, but they'll ask you to verify that once your activity starts up. So it's generally something they want. 
So, uh, especially so with an LLC, if you had a corporation, they don't really need it, but with an LLC, mm -hmm. um, you, you do need it. Uh, okay. So, uh, James, is it difficult as a non-resident alien who, ha uh, who has a LLC to get an ITIN? No, I, mean, I can, like it I, is possible. No, it's possible. For any, it? I can, I can get anybody an ITIN. If as long as you have a passport, I can get you an ITIN. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, what's the word? licensed by the IRS, a certified acceptance agent. So I can mm -hmm. verify the legitimacy of documents and that way you don't have to send your actual passport to the IRS. And that, that's a pretty cool thing that I can, I guess, like whatever license or certified to do. Cause I can basically, I have a, I have like a, we do this stuff for a lot of people. It's a pretty easy mm -hmm. service that we uh, can, can do. Cool. Okay. Uh, I like, I, I think I saw one video where the uh, ITIN form was being shown. And in that, there were many check boxes in the first part. The check boxes were saying uh, for the purpose of uh, treaty, for the purpose of tax paying and all that. So, and then there was some other column as well, where you can define the purpose of yourself. So with this, I want to know that uh, entering the correct purpose matters a lot. Uh, yes. The IRS, I want to cut you off. The IRS is super particular about these forms. I even get them sent back all the time just mm -hmm. for whatever reason. If you don't fill it out perfectly, because they're reviewed by people. And if you don't fill it out perfectly, they'll just send it back. And it, it takes like three to 10 weeks for them to process it the first time. And then you might have to send it back. Because I, I have to send it back all the time too. I mean, it's just sometimes the information is not perfect or something doesn't match. But basically the way you do it to answer your question is you we, we show some income on the tax return we pay a small tax and the reason mm -hmm. is um, the taxpayer is required to file a tax return that's the best way to do it because it always it always works so and you're, you're a, paying a little tax yeah yeah so as a ca uh, getting it done through you is 100 percent certain that the itn will arrive of uh, nothing's 100 percent certain because i'm not authorizing it but uh it's, it's very very highly likely i've never had one not I've never had one not do it after even after even sometimes they take a long time, but I've never had one not get passed. Um, out of all the services I do, this is the one I can recommend the most. You really can't do it yourself. It's it is if you want to try and do it yourself, it's such a such a headache. It's so much forms. You have to get it. You have to send your actual passport, or you have to go to a U.S. embassy and get your passport officially certified, and then mail it a certain way to a certain place, and then wait and then be attentive to the mail. So. It's something that we can take, definitely take care of and get it done as quick as the Great IRS can do that. it. Yeah. Great to know that. Okay. Uh, I saw your video with that graphic designer. So in that video, you mentioned that for that graphic designing business, the state doesn't matter. Either it can be Wyoming, either it can be Delaware. For my case. It never it doesn't matter for anyone. anyone. It doesn't matter for anyone. Oh. It okay. doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Only if you're... If you're going to be a multi, a conglomerate corporation with shareholders in different countries, and you're going to be doing really complicated, expensive, big money stuff, I would say mm -hmm. use Delaware. And if you're going to have a foreign trust or, mm -hmm. or any kind of trust, I would use Wyoming. Otherwise, it really doesn't make a difference, practically speaking. Okay. Okay. One thing. Right now, I'm dropshipping products directly from China. Suppose in future... I get a product made for myself, custom product, my logo, everything. And I bring some inventory, say thousand pieces to us. 
and store it in a warehouse of a company like Shipbob or other third-party logistics companies, and they handle the shipping. I still operate from outside. Uh, will the tax rules change for me? As of now, I am still taking the position that um, that if you're using a third-party logistics company to fulfill orders and to hold inventory, it's like you're contracting them to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And you and you would still would not have presence in the United States. There is no case law to support or reject this position. Mm-hmm. Still, because you know, cases take forever to get through, and they have to be big enough to warrant going through this process. And most dropshippers are medium to small size, really flexible, mobile style businesses that are all run online. So, yes. like you, before you take go to the Supreme Court um, suing the government you would just close the business and open another one, right? So um, there's no definitive case law. I've never seen an audit challenging this. I imagine the IRS, if they ever had resources, would like to do these in the future. But right now, they're shut down. They're going to be so backed up. Well, they shut down last year for a month because of like funding strikes, and they were backed up the entire year. I don't even think they've caught up, and now they're going to be shut down a whole another month and a half. They're never going to catch up. They're never going to challenge any of this stuff. They don't, they don't have the time or the personnel. And there's too many people and too much stuff. So what I say to people like you is um, do your best due diligence, take a position and file everything correctly. Um, file your, your 5472s. Sales taxes are different. States are much more aggressive than the IRS. States, if, if you have a business in California, you have inventory, they will come after you for them sales taxes. But mm-hmm. for everything else, I say file it, take a position, file it all accurately and just keep moving. Focus on making money. All right. All right. Actually, uh, because of all the research, I actually read whole India and US tax treaty. So there is a section over there, which says that, uh, uh, like this case, when you have a uh, warehouse somewhere, and it is wholly like it is owned by someone else, there are many clients, uh, then in that case, it would not be considered as a per- permanent establishment. So what you say, taking the Perfect. position of going ahead, so if you, yeah, so, so since we're filing a 5472, if the IRS ever challenged you, you could say, look, I filed and now it, it could be out of the scope of the audit. And if they ever audited you, then now you have even more support. And that's uh, to actually make that treaty, claim that treaty position and make that claim. Um, mm-hmm. You would have to file an 8833 form with, I guess, your personal return. If you, if you were like someone who was doing huge numbers and you just want to be super, super secure about everything, we'll file a non-resident return with a treaty position citing that code and saying that the taxpayer does have some inventory there and, and then we file a return like that if you want to be super tight with everything and really do it yes, that way. I actually am looking forward to a future like that only. Yeah, sure. I uh, mean, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's that, but then you get to the point where I don't even know if it's worth even bringing it up, but okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, I've never done Ooh, that, 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 that style of treaty position, but you know, if, if you have to file anything with paper, someone's going to look at it. If you file electronically, it can get pushed through. Okay. So that's the biggest thing. See if we can file electronically. Okay. okay. Uh, let me go through my questions because you have actually answered many things already. I told you I was going to answer all your questions. <laughs> uh, yes. So, uh, no, this one is also done. So, yes, the, the, okay. One more thing is the, uh, like, this is again related to taking the money out of the LLC. Uh, can I, as an owner, pay myself a salary or something like that and show it in the records? 
I mean, does it work like that? Because I need some money to use and then I can use the debit card directly here in India. Swipe it in the machine. That's one way of doing it. And uh, another way is that I take some money in the bank account, transfer it to via wire to the Indian bank account. So I would, do cases that are I would do whatever is cheaper, fun, um, like um, functionally cheaper, whatever you pay yourself from the LLC profits, I would, we would report on the 5472 as either payments or distributions. It doesn't, I don't, I don't, there's not really a difference because uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's more how you want it to be looked at in India because as, because mm -hmm. you're probably paying local taxes there. Maybe you're not, but um, yes, I am. Okay. So it, maybe it's better to have it as a payment. Maybe it's better as a distribution. I don't know. But whatever you mm -hmm. classify it as in India, I'd like it to match up on the 5472 um, too. So okay, can can my Indian company also own this uh, U.S. business? Would sure. that make any difference? Yeah, how, and how you file the 5472, and how maybe you registered okay. Wyoming, but not practically no. Uh, like in when it comes to taxes, there is no difference. The taxes again are nil. It's still a it's still a foreign person, so. The, the LLC is technically for legal liability and legal protection. People use it for, to register for things and to be a separate company, but it's really the main purpose is legal liability. So it doesn't matter if your foreign company owns it or if you own it um, for, for the purposes of what you're doing. Okay. No, because I was talking to my accountant here as well. And he said that if the company will own it, like my private limited company will own the US LLC, then what he can do is whenever uh, we are bringing money from us to india we can show it as a service to the US company so indian company is getting paid for that that was yeah. one way of bringing the money to india yeah so you can do whatever you want whatever is best for you in india that's what i would say do whatever is best for you in india because irregardless you're paying no taxes in the, in the us so mm. we just have to we just might have to file the 5472 a little differently that's all uh, on this, I'll have to talk to the Indian CA in detail now because now I have that clarity after talking to you. It's best to go to him and share all this information and then see if I have to continue it with uh, my Indian company or under my name. So uh, one more thing. As he said, I don't like, yes, accounting is needed. QuickBooks can do it. Even an accountant can do it. Registered agent is needed. Is there anyone else that I need to you know, uh, run this business over there? No, I, I'm just saying definitely check out like tax jar or a different um, sales tax service and get information from them. I don't, I know all about sales taxes, but I don't do it because it's just not worth it. It's like payroll taxes, just like so much work and you can't charge people a lot for it. So it's like, and there's, they're starting to get automated services like tax jar. So follow up with someone like that for your sales tax uh, services. Mm, because, ta because sales tax are on every single invoice. So, when doing number of volumes, it would be so hard. No, it's, and the, but that's what I'm saying. If you're using Shopify and you're selling through there, you can, there's different tools that integrate in Shopify where you can, based on their address, it will add sales tax. Okay. I'll check that. So that's what I'm saying. Check on the integrations because the, the states want it to be easy. They're, they're trying to integrate. And then, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big problem that there's a lot of people like yourself are having. It's just how, how to be in compliance with sales taxes. I'll check that. Okay, now, uh, are there any important dates that I should know of when incorporating this company? Like year end closing, because every, every company has a 365 day period. So are there any certain dates in US that it starts from 1st April and ends on 31st March, something like that? 
generally generally the the llc's like this are calendar years so it's just january 1st to december 31st so the uh, so so any returns any filing has to be done before 31st december every year no no so the the period is january to december the filing is due april 15th the the subsequent year okay All and right. the and the company renewals i think it's may 1st for a delaware llc and I don't know, I think it's April or I think it's May 1st for Wyoming too. I'm not sure. Okay. I'll check. But it. We can yeah, check that really, really quickly. Okay. So uh as you said, the return has to be filed uh before April 15th. That means the best date to start this company would be after April 16th. No, you can no no no. So if you start the company, I so a good example is uh I got in a lot of clients in November and December and I said, hey we can skip a year filing if we wait till January to open. So I opened a bunch of companies in January, the first week of January, and those people mm -hmm. don't have to file until April of the next year. So if you open oh, a company now, you don't have to file until April of next year. I got it. So if you open a company in 2019, you have to file it in 2020. If it is 2020, you have to file it in 2021. Yeah. The, yeah. Like that. It's technically the, the return is due um, before the 15th day of the third month following the end of the taxable year. All right. 15th All right. day of the fourth month. Okay. Whatever, yeah, April 15th. But it's okay. worded like that, so it's after the year is over. Okay. Okay, uh, one more thing. In Delaware, I have learned that there is a $300 of yearly franchisee tax that I have to pay. Yeah. Another is the registered agent fee that I'll have to pay. Whatever yeah. fee goes for five, form 5472, and that's all. And what was the last These thing? are the operating costs. Form 5472, any cost for filing that, whatever a C CPA takes. Or oh, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. So these are the only three things which I have to take care of if I'm going with Delaware. And It's the same with both. Else. It's the same with both, Delaware or Wyoming. You're going to have to renew the state and pay a registered agent. Oh, yes, registered, registered agent is fixed. The franchisee fee, uh, I think it is $50 in uh, there in Wyoming. Is it yeah, called a franchise or something else? I don't know. It's the same thing. You're just renewing the company. It's, some call, it's a franchise tax, whatever. It's just a cost to renew the company. And every state has it. Every, you have to renew every state. It doesn't matter. Some, and Wyoming's cheaper than Delaware. If, you're looking, if you want to just save some money and everything else is the same, you might as well open in Delaware. I mean, Wyoming. Okay. And you can do like more stuff in Delaware, but again, it's, it's none of it really applies. It doesn't really matter to you. It just or me. Wyoming would mm -hmm. be fine. Understand. Understood. And uh, one more thing. Uh, just a second. Okay. Uh, what is Form One Zero Four Zero? That's the personal income tax filing something related to this LLC that I'll have to take care of. If you were an American, if you were a green card holder or a citizen or lived in the United States, then instead okay. of filing 5472, you would file form 10410 okay. and report your income expense okay. and pay tax. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sometimes what happens is I get some orders from customers living in US uh, who want to buy the product in bulk. So in that case, again, the same rules apply. No tax, nothing, only the sales tax, right? It's just a bigger sale, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. 
you oh. have already answered all the questions. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, I answer a lot of questions like this. They're all like a little bit different. Something's different. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to share it. So that's cool. I'm happy. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. I think, uh, I don't know. I think we answered a ton of questions. Anyone who, uh, it's a great starter video for a lot of people. <laughs> Literally go yeah. through everything. Exactly. Oh, would you be able to send me that document file where you have mentioned everything in detail? I would like to go through it. That um, document file which you opened on a computer when you shared the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have it up. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'll read I it because I, now my next task is to understand how to, you know, manage this with the Indian company or do it on personal level because basically in both the cases there are no taxes in US, so it doesn't matter. And you know about US pretty well, so that's sorted. Now the money has to come to India. And then I'll have to talk about it with the chartered accountant here to understand. Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly. So details. just do it right. So you don't pay taxes here and then everything else is minimize your taxes in India. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, by the way, uh, like uh, Indian government won't charge any tax on me by ha because, because just like in US, you have to report your worldwide income. The same case is in here India as well. So yeah, sure. Uh, like, uh, are you aware of this fact or anything like that? If I'll have to uh, pay taxes or any kind of taxes here, apart from the income taxes, which are common, like for owning the LLC, there are, will there be anything? No, no, I cannot comment. I have no idea. Hey, you stumped me. Yeah, I told you, you stumped me. Ask me about Indian tax law. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I understand that. I understand. I thought like I, I decided to ask, maybe you have worked with someone or know something from here and there. And that's why. No, that's it's mostly, um, no, no, I don't think there's any, any issue. Like I, I work a lot. Most of my clients are in Latin America. So I know a lot more about yeah. the laws of those countries. Understood. 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 Okay. So now the next step is I'll go to my CA and talk about it. Next I'll reach out to you to know the costs involved. Sure. And yes, that's all the incorporation cost would be there. The yearly managing cost would be there. Some cost. So if you can let me know about those two over the chat, that would be great. Yeah, I have, I have a couple of packages. I'll, I'll email you details of all of those and you haven't, you haven't, so you haven't opened your company yet, but you've been doing, uh, you've been doing the Shopify stuff. You've been selling products, uh, without uh, any kind of entity or anything. No, I do have entity, but I have that okay. entity here in India. Oh, so, so, okay. So you're able to sell, you're able to just, uh, sell in Shopify and do drop shipping with an, uh, an Indian entity. Yes, I have Indian entity. It's called a, like just you have a corporation over there, C Corp, S Corp. I don't know the difference, but yeah. we also have, uh, I have a private limited company here. Sure. So I do it that way. But yes, because of the currency, cross currency markup, the currency exchange and the high fees, all the profits are get eaten. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, there's, a, and it's, it's so interesting to me. It's just that um, this so many different reasons to have a U.S. entity and use U.S. payment processors and things like that. It's different for everyone. I mean, it comes down to money a lot. A lot of people comes down to convenience and time because it's a little easier to operate, especially in Latin America. In the U.S., once you have the accounts open and everything, it's pretty easy to operate. It's very smooth. Exactly. Um, there's very little one, bureaucracy. One more thing. I have come to know that in your country, in U.S., there's a concept of credit cards. So like, and credit score. 
So having a good credit <laughs> score helps a lot. Something like that. Oh man, yeah. I if I take that for granted too. I just get I get credit cards all the time. I have so many credit cards. I have like yeah. I have like two hundred thousand dollars of money that's not mine that I can spend if I want. I, I mean, I don't use them. I just apply. They give me free stuff, so I just apply. Yes, yes, yes. I I actually you actually said the same thing in one another video with the uh, with the other partner of yours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what I would like to know is, <laughs> what I would like to know is, uh, by having a US LLC there and all this, will I be able, like, will I be, uh, like, will it be possible for me to get a credit card there, or? So, so to be honest with you, you can like Bank of America. If you if you come to the US, you can get mm-hmm. a, like a Bank of America credit card. It's like a they do it to establish your credit. So they'll give you like a, uh, you put like five hundred dollars in an account that you can't touch, and then they let you use a credit card with five hundred dollar balance on it. And then just pay it off every month to establish your credit. It takes a while, so so. But really, what what you want is the you you want an ITIN before you do that. Because if you have an ITIN, then there's a number for all the credit card companies to associate your activity with. Otherwise, it's like a giant. They have no way to to match you to your credit. That's why a big reason we do ITINs for people, and it's and it takes a long time. But the best the best time to plant a tree is ten years ago, right? Wait. Two questions second. come to my <laughs> yeah. two questions. Two questions come to my mind right now. Number one, uh, should I get ITIN first or get the LLC plus EIN first? Whatever you want. I mean, whatever you need. No, the the ITIN. Right, no, I'll need both because you said that I need ITIN to be on the right now. Right now, if you, if you start for an ITIN right now, I don't know when you're going to get it. The IRS is shut down. You're not going to get it for three months. So if we if we file it now, you're not going to get it for three months at least. And yes, thank you for bringing this up. What about for, uh, incorporating a company right now? Will it be uh, formed, incorporated? Yeah, the, we still, the we're, we're still opening companies. Uh, it's actually getting EINs. I'm not sure how that's working. I have a, a couple of EINs for clients that are just pending, stuck in limbo and I can't get a hold of the, our phones are shut down. So I don't know if you, it's really hard to get an EIN right now. So oh, this is something you're trying to do right away. Um, I, yeah. we have, we have ways that we can get EINs, especially if you're going to get an ITIN later, I can get an EIN on like on my behalf and then switch it over to you later when you get your ITIN. So there's different mm-hmm. ways to get, there's different ways to do stuff. Oh, okay. But right so, now it's a tough time. The IRS is right, shut down. Yeah. Right now it's tough time for everyone in the world. So I think let the situation settle down and till then I can do my research and then start with the incorporation process. Right. You, you're that done, man. Stop, stop researching this crap. Just research your products. No, no, research no. <laughs> you're no, done. no, 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 Indian, the, with the Indian CA, with the Indian CA. US yeah. is sorted now after talking to you with the yeah. Indian CA. Yeah. Talk to your Indian uh, accountant, attorney, whatever, and get that figured out. But uh, yeah, stop, you're done. You, you got it. You figured it out. Watch this video again. Yeah, if, you have any questions. if you want, if you have oh. questions, watch this video again. I'm going to post it. And um mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just focus on your product and making sales and your ads and stuff. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. So all sorted, James. Thank you very much for helping me today and clarifying the situation over there. Really nice long call. It was nice speaking with you. And uh, thanks for your questions, your time. Hope, uh, Hope people find this useful.